it feels good <laughs> to be snarf talking. Oh, I love being in this chair. Just feels right at home. I feel at home. I feel loved. It feels like a warm embrace as and soon as this show starts. And everybody, look, look, Jerry's got another brightly colored shirt. I did on purpose. <laughs> I, I picked this out this morning and I was like, you know what? I don't feel like changing. We might podcast. We <laughs> yeah. might not. But. but it's Thursday. And I was like, I'm going to wear this shirt because I wore an orange one last week. And now this incredible blue, this blue hue just radiates my eyeballs. And is our, uh, if you're, our live stream is active, please give us a shout out. I don't see it popped up yet. That doesn't mean it's not working. No, it takes a little minute. Takes a minute to get live. Um, I have a notification and it says we're live because I already see us happening now. Yeah, yeah, live. I hopefully think that I fixed some of our technological woes. I don't want to speak too. Hopefully, soon. think. I hopefully <laughs> think that possibly, maybe, definitely, maybe, possibly that fixed it's them. fixed. I noticed that your hat has a tree on it. It does. Tell I, me more about that. I will. I know nothing about this tree. I know that I got it for free at a golf outing. Okay. It says New Haven on the back. And I What's the significance of New Haven? I mean, I have no idea. It sounds um, like a town in a horror movie. Like welcome to New Haven. Right, where everyone dies. <laughs> where witches have come <laughs> back from the dead. Uh witches are dead, right? Witches aren't dead. Are witches witches are dead. What are they? Are they dead or are they not dead? Are they I just think really you can old? have a dead witch, but you can also have an alive witch. I mean, look at Scarlet Witch. That's true. I mean, she's very alive. I know some witches, some people that are witches okay. by trade. By trade, they're, <laughs> they're definitely not dead. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Um, this has nothing to do with that. Um, I don't know the signif- significance of the tree. It's um, the it's the a, witch tree. It's a very nice hat, and I've liked it. I got it at a golf outing at. I think it's Blackberry, Blackberry course. It's it's up north of Yorkville. Yeah. In Bristol, Illinois. And I got it for free. It's just been a really nice hat. And I've worn it regularly in like the last two weeks, three weeks maybe. Uh, and that's that's it. A lot of people have asked me about this hat though. Like so many people have asked me about this hat, and I don't have anything well, I like good to trees, say. So there you go. Um I have a do you know what kind hat. of tree it is? Um, it looks like um, an oak. You have no idea. <laughs> a New Haven tree? You're, you're a tree guy. It's an animated tree picture. Wait a minute. It's a cartoon tree. Also, I sent you pictures of a tree the other day, and I needed it identified. I said, tree identification, go. Sent you the pictures of the bark, like the, the whole trunk of it, so that you could see like, what it looked like, and then a picture of the leaves. No response. When was this? Monday. I was at a funeral. Come on. So that counts. Marley responded. In another state. Oh, okay. (laughs) It does count, but it doesn't count for Tuesday or Wednesday. No, it doesn't. But once they cross my threshold, if I don't immediately respond, they're dead to me. Like, they're gone. Even mine? The lots of text messages come in. I'm a very popular person. Golly. The other half of Snarf is just ignored. (laughs) For um, all these other, I have a new hat on from a new sponsor. New sponsor, yeah, Roar Seed Solutions. Roar, roar. you're gonna hear me roar. It's not roar like a lion. Plant the seed. Roarer, 
seed solution. Grower seed. So if you need okay. solutions for your seed, whether it be crops, cover crops, small grains, mm-hmm. grass, any C- cereal rye, you need some crop scouting done. Okay. UAV scouting. Oh, really? Unmanned aerial vehicle aerial vehicles. <laughs> Soil testing. Um, check out uh, Roar Seed Solution. Uh, that's correct, Dirk. Phones do not work across state lines because I have singular wireless still. No, and you I don't. have the yeah, I have the package where you can't. There's no nationwide call. What do you got? A cricket? I'm on roaming. You got a cricket I've phone? I've disabled roaming on my phone. <laughs> okay. Well, that's do you remember a good... that those days where you had to buy a minutes package. First of all. Absolutely. So many minutes, but they only worked in your area, and then outside of the area, you were roaming. Yes, and they charged you a lot more. I want to meet the guy more. who came up with the term, like, what are we going to call it when you're out of state? We're, we're going to call it roaming. Hey, you're roaming, man. That's a great, like, that's a good thing to call it. I, I agree. You're, you are. You're out roaming, and we don't cover that. No, we don't cover you roaming and your nomadic lifestyle. I guarantee you. When you went to Australia, the, it would say walkabout. Yeah. You'd be like, huh, I'm a walkabout. He's on a walkabout. Guess they don't cover my charges. Putting another shrimp on the bobby. Can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, it's can't. not a knife. No cell service. Tangerine. <laughs> Tangerine. Shrimp on the barbie. Yes. Uh, walkabout? <laughs> so, no, I mean, uh, we're back. By the way, if you're uh, joining us now, we're going to do a bunch of news. Yeah. We're going to oh, do yeah. some what we're watching, like mm-hmm. always. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about um, 20 nostalgic 90s toys that we wish we could play with again, because that's fun. Yes, so that's very with, fun. Stick around with that. I still play with toys, and a lot of them aren't as good as what I had in the 90s. No. But we also have a new segment, Christopher. We do have a new segment. And it is called Unpopular Opinion. Yeah, so we're going to get into that probably next. But first. What's first? Snarf Comedy. Patreon.com slash Snarf Comics is where you can go to subscribe to get additional content. And also yes. just help support the show mm-hmm. for as little as $1 a month, Jerry. $1 a month? Yes. Chris, I spend so much more than that at a gas station. I know. I mean, anytime I'm buying a Monster Energy drink and a... Casey's chicken salad croissant sandwich. Guess what? Their biscuits and gravy cost more than $1, and I buy them every single chance I get. Maybe a bag of Lay's salt and vinegar potato chips. Mm, per- perhaps just a stick of cheddar cheese. <laughs> you can get that. That's what I get all the time. That's my go-to snack. Just sticks stick of, of cheese. cheese. Sounds like you're bound up. Band name? Stick, stick of, of cheese. cheese. So I was going to name the last episode Meat Rabbit, but then you also said in that episode Meat Goats. Meat Goats. And I was like, man, I got to put that in there. Meat Rabbits is better, though. You think so? For the band? Yeah. But for our band, I feel like Meat Goat. I swear to go. Dead witches. <laughs> Dead and alive witches. <laughs> um, yeah, and also uh, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and all the things. At either Snarf, Snarf Talk, Talk or Snarf Comics. I don't even know anymore. Snarftalk.com. Um, so, yeah, let's do our new segment, Jerry. Okay. Um, unpopular Opinion. And <sighs> Okay, here's the... I didn't have a chance to prepare. I was not given a lot of advance no, warning No, there was no this. advance warning. But I thought about it on the way home from work today. And it 
I actually asked Marley, I'm like, you're constantly making fun of my opinions on things. So yeah. give me some uh, choice, Chris Harford, on popular opinions. And she did I, name I a really bunch. thought I really thought you would have like I have lots of unpopular just... opinions. I just I didn't have time to prepare. I need to I need to baste. Really? Yeah. I mean, you you can't just think of an unpopular opinion. What is that it? You when have? I need to brine, Jerry. Okay. By the way, made ferment some, made some chicken yesterday. Okay. I've never brined a chicken. You've never brined a chicken? No, I just cook it, right? In the grill, on the stove. Have you ever lived? Baked it. So this time I brined my chicken breast mm-hmm. in a lukewarm salt water solution okay. for 15 minutes. That's not enough. It, that's what I was told to do by the Goog. Okay. Well, the Goog knows, <laughs> but the Goog has so many more like so options I, to brine. Butterfly those babies, brined yeah. them up, yeah. seasoned them. Like that. Basted them. With butter. Okay, I like that. Except I didn't use butter. I used olive oil because we didn't have any butter. All right. Baked them high temp. Very high, yeah. For 15 minutes. Okay. Needed an extra three. Understandable. Great but, chicken. And I'm not a chicken guy. You know, I'm never a chicken breast guy, but sometimes you can make them really well. Like, a lot of people will always argue, like, never cook chicken breasts. Like, chefs, David Seedentop. I, I prefer uh, not to do the, use the breasts either. I get the thighs. Thighs are where it's at. That's where it's at. We sure. will cook chicken breasts as well. Like, I buy the whole frozen chicken breast thing because they're easy to cook. Yeah. You can do it really quick. I do them relatively well on the grill. I think they're fine. But they need help. They, they need a lot of help. They need help. But if you're doing a whole chicken... Or like a whole uh, turkey breast, you know, like a or a whole turkey, you need to brine it. You got to brine it for like twenty four hours at least. You put it in a whole salt bath, basically. Um, you can put other. Is stuff that brining? Because Dirk is he says that's marinating. That's not marinating. Marinating is when you put them like an Italian dressing in no, a ziploc bag. No, what you did was a marinade. Brining would be over twelve hours. Well, I didn't have that much time. I understand. I'm just telling you the facts. <laughs> You did a marinade, and that's very good, and it makes them better. But a brine would be over 24 hours in a solution, mostly of salt. You also can add sugar, um, pickling spices if you wanted. Um, you're not necessarily, necessarily going to pickle a chicken or pickle or anything I'd like that. i pickle a chicken. Uh, you have pickled chicken. Pickled chickens? Band name? Pickled chickens. I like it. Put it on the list. Um <laughs> But it has to be over a certain amount of time to actually like brine it, like and get all of that solution through the meat. It is so much better if you can, if you have the time and if you have the thought in your brain. My biggest thing is like I never plan out in advance of what we're going to eat. Like we never do that. And if I can plan it out, I will brine anything. I'll brine it all in a bucket. Um, Google says, fear no more. Brine small cuts of meat like pork chops and chicken breasts for just 15 minutes, and they will always stay more moist and tender. A brine is just a simple mixture of water and salt, though you can add some extra flavor to your pork chops with aromatics like garlic and rosemary. So you can do it in 15 minutes. Okay, so what, do what is the difference between a brine and I, a marinade? Ideal then? brining time is about a half an hour, but I found that even a 15-minute brine 
makes most of the difference. For small cuts. This is only for small cuts. Well, I cut them in half. That's what I mean. You're, ta- you're already taking a small cut and cutting them in half. Yeah. So that would work. Yeah. Okay. So I was right. Just wanted to point that out. Okay. All right. Um, don't slow cook chicken breasts. That's my pet peeve. I agree. No, yeah, you can't. Cook them fast on high heat, but you have to be careful. I like to use cheap French dressing as a marinade. Creates great caramelization. Too much sugar in that for me. Keto. Right now. Keto. Right now, it's too much sugar for you, but like in regular day life when you're not in this You know what fog. I had for dinner tonight? I thought you just told us. No, that was last night. Oh. I had a... Cheese stick. A homemade cauliflower crust pizza. I like them. It was garbage. Oh, golly. <laughs> I made one and I thought it was great. The toppings were good, but the cauliflower crust, I don't know how you keep it from getting mushy. It's so mushy. Oh, no. The, the one I made, I, I made it on a pizza stone. And I made this on a, like a pizza pan. And I, you, you bake the crust for so long before, and then you take it out and put the yeah. toppings on, and then yeah. you put it back in. Um, I actually put it on the pizzazz to finish it, but it just, it was like mush. It doesn't taste that bad. Here's and the on the outside where it gets burned and crispy, that's pretty good. You know why? You got to squeeze out your cauliflower. Did you do no, your these own were cauliflower? frozen cauliflower crusts. The pre-made oh, they crusts. were pre-made. Okay. So maybe that's the issue. I mean, it's a frozen convenience item. Maybe, but you would also figure that they would be, like, they wouldn't have as much water in them. As, they weren't like, wet, no. No, I know, but cauliflower has a lot of water in it, so you got to get all the water out. Um, in order for it to like crisp up a little bit, and that's hard to do. I don't know. I've had I made one uh, cauliflower pizza. I thought it was pretty good. I prefer uh, fat dough, which is a mixture. Fathead, yeah. Fa- is it fathead? Yeah, fathead dough. It's a mixture of uh, mozzarella cheese, cream cheese. I didn't have any cream cheese. Mozzarella wow, cheese, egg, and almond flour mixture. I've done mozzarella, cream cheese. Almond flour and a couple eggs. I did use. Uh, David is shitting on the pizzazz once again. I did use It'll the crisp oven. Up the I top did the. Really I fast. used the oven to cook the crust, and then I just the afterwards is just basically to melt the cheese. What is wrong with the pizzazz? It's basically just an oven on your countertop. It's very good. It it is quick, easy. Way better. Um, I, I mean, just, it's the same thing. The only problem I have with a pizzazz is it's not big enough. Because we're Americans and we eat so much food. It's a perfect size for a frozen pizza. Isn't that what? Yeah, for frozen pizzas. But I'm saying, like, if I'm making my own, oh, man. For everything else, you air fry. I don't have an air fryer. It can't fit in an air fryer. You can't put a pizza in an air fryer, Christopher. (laughs) You can't piss in a Mr. Coffee and expect taster's choice. I mean, uh, David's really going to get pissed when I tell him that I've cooked steaks in the air fryer before. Oh, that hurts me <laughs> deeply. Are you it's not being bad serious? Either. It's not bad either. Golly, I think my heart stopped for a second. Oh, Chris. I've never cooked a, a, beet, a steak, but I've cooked pork chops. No, you have I've cooked, cooked a chicken breast. You just said you cooked a steak. I know, in the I was, it was for dramatic effect. I have cooked pork I and just, chicken, though, in the air fryer. I feel like you're backpedaling now. <laughs> I'm not, but all right. It's time for unpopular opinions, okay. of which that apparently is one. Oh, that is definitely an unpopular <laughs> opinion. Um, yeah, so I, I thought of this topic when I was reminiscing about the whole, uh, you know, p- 
potato, sweet potato fry thing. Potato. Yeah, potato, potato, sweet potato, regular potato, russet, if you will, um, Idaho, all of those potatoes. And I was talking about it, it like it was a spring stretcher for me that I don't appreciate a sweet potato fry. It's aggravating that anyone would order that. And then I started thinking, like, maybe that was an unpopular opinion. And then I think it was fairly unpopular. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. And then I started thinking. I like, actually happen to agree I'm not a fan of really any fries. So that's an unpopular opinion right there. But Yeah, it is. Um, I started thinking about a lot of my unpopular opinions in life. Like so many times I've been at a party or around people and I've told them things and they're like, what? Like the, the whole group looks at me just strangely. Like besides how short you are, you also don't like this thing or you do this. Yeah, that's what I do, man. It's like, that's <laughs> I, me. I do what I does. Number one, my number one unpopular opinion across the board that I've always encountered my entire life is that people will talk about ice cream. They'll be like, we're going to have ice cream for dessert. We've got ice cream cake for the birthday party. I want no part of it. Zero? You can't None. even trudge through it? I'll tr- I-, I will trudge through it. Yes, I will. I don't care about ice cream. I don't dislike it. It's not something I dislike. I think it tastes fine. But I want no part of ice cream. I've never thought like, man, I'm going to stop at Dairy Queen for some ice cream, a nice ice cream cone or a a fudge. It doesn't cross my mind either. I will eat Dairy Queen because my wife wants to go there all the time and bring the kids. Right. But I would never on my own accord go get Dairy Queen ice cream or any ice cream, to be honest. My wife's family loves ice cream cakes, and I almost don't want to come to the birthday parties because of that stupid ice cream cake. I don't like ice cream cake. It is terrible. If you could give me like even a regular cake, I'd be like, well, all right, that's fine. Like it doesn't really do much for me, but I'll eat the shit out of it. An ice cream cake though. Like I would much rather feed that to the dog than ever try it or eat it. David says soft serve ice cream is a different category of ice cream. I don't care. Anything that is frozen in a cream. <laughs> what about custard? Terrible. Yogurt? I won't go. I don't get it from Culver's. Froyo? No. So this week, uh, Monday, when I was out of town, or Sunday night, actually, we um, went to a Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah, that's the thing. And I've been to one a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Didn't really care for it too much. But I would say it was pretty good ice cream. I'm sure there are good ice creams. Like, I get that. I understand why people like it. I understand why people like different types of it because of the consistency, like how frozen it is, how creamy it is, how thick it is, all of that kind of stuff. I understand all of that. I want no part of the cold. Yeah. It's because of my teeth. (laughs) Um, I got sensitive teeth. So I'm also not a huge ice cream cake fan, and David has also expressed ice cream cake is trash. So I don't know how unpopular opinion it is, but... Um, no, it's I'm not actually a huge fan of cake in general. I'm not a cake person. Okay. Well, and that's fine. Like Grady's not a big cake guy. Um let me read through some of these comics. Oh yeah, we got a lot. Courtney comments, says yeah. your love for Greece too. That's an unpopular opinion. Uh you better talk about how a hot dog is not a sandwich. Yeah, we had a big discussion at work. 
couple of days ago. This is ridiculous. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is not a sandwich. It is. It is. I don't think it is. So the definition of a sandwich is two pieces of bread with meat and other things in between. Okay, but a burger is not a sandwich. Oh, it is. And that's the thing. Like, you can bring up, like, a hamburger isn't a sandwich, but by definition, it is. It's a meat and vegetables in between two pieces of bread. That's a sandwich. So then you take a hot dog, and it's in a a loaf of bread, right, that is just cut partially in half, like three-quarters of the way past. And then you put a round, like, cylindrical object in there. Okay, here's some, here's some, so there is some support. The USDA describes a sandwich as a meat or poultry filling between two slices of bread, a bun or a biscuit. Um, oh, a bun or a biscuit. Hmm. However, however, when presented the debate results from the food editorial team, there needs to be two separate pieces of bread to qualify. Here's the deal. Have you ever had a hot dog where the bun's separated? Not often. It's usually accidental. It doesn't matter. It happens all the time where the bun separates. It's not meant to separate. That is a. Regardless, if it, it doesn't, it has no bearing on what's meant to happen. I'm going to say no. It's not a sandwich. Subway does not cut their bread in half. Subway sandwiches? Jimmy John's. Wait. Does not cut their bread. Are you talking about Subway sandwiches? Yeah. Do they have hot dogs on the menu? They don't cut oh, their bread. You know why? Listen, Does we're Jimmy talking John's about bread. Does sandwich shop have hot no, no, dogs no. on the menu? It doesn't matter. You don't cut, they don't cut the bread all the way in half. So if you're going by the definition of what a sandwich is, where they say two separate pieces of bread, That's a good Subway point. doesn't work, okay. Jimmy John's doesn't work, G- Jersey Mike's doesn't work, uh, Quiznos doesn't work. None of them do, and they all sell I'm gonna give sandwiches. You the one thing that you need to know, because you're a huge fan of his. Okay. The two, two, 2017 nine-time champion of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, my guy. He tweeted that hot dogs are not sandwiches. Well, he's dead. He said, me. it's National Hot Dog Day, and as president, I want it to be known that the hot dog stands free and independent from the tyranny of the sandwich. Chestnut wrote. So what is it? What is it? It's a, I don't know. I guess it, it's, it's its own thing. But you could have a pole of sausage in a bun. You could have a brat in a bun. It needs a new category. You could have any sort of tubed meat in a bun, and it's not called a sandwich. Bullcrap. You put all the toppings inside the same vessel. It will separate regardless of what you try to do. Because if you put any more than two to three toppings inside of that three-quarter cut bun, it's going to separate. Okay. According to hotdog.org, a hot dog is not a sandwich because a hot dog is a hot dog. The bread is merely a delivery system. And you know why the delivery system is a ballistic delivery system? The the bun is cut three-quarters of the way through. Because you have a cylindrical meat, regardless of curve, take the curve out of it. When you talk about a brat or a pole sausage, any sort of cylindrical meat will slide out of two pieces of bread. 
So the whole reason they didn't make it a sandwich is because they have to have something that holds it in the bread so that you can eat it. If you have it separate, everybody hates when their hot dog bun separates because it'll fall through the bottom as soon as you try to bite it because it's round and it wants to slide out. Regular meat, flat meat that you put in a sandwich, it'll do it if you have hard bread, but it won't do it if you don't cut all the way through the bread, which is why Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's, Subway, don't cut all the way through the bread so you can get a solid bite of all the meat. It will happen with Jimmy John's more often than anyone else, and it's because their bread's so tough. <laughs> this argument is done. Um, Hot dogs is There's so many comments. I don't even know. Oh, man. <laughs> Sandwiches require a top and bottom, according to Dirk. Um, Jimmy David Tube. brought up the point that you made about Jimmy John's not cutting through their sandwiches. He also said tube steaks on buns are sandwiches. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I think Good Mythical Morning has an entire yeah. podcast about these. I can't even keep up with them. I know. It's, a hot it's dog so is much. a sandwich. There are Pop-Tarts just... Uh, uh, <laughs> once said about Joey Chestnut during a Nathan's hot dog eating contest. His DNA is the blueprint for the modern version of an archangel. <laughs> um, bottom line, if I told Jerry Snyder, Scott says, to go make me a sandwich, I can almost guarantee he would make it with two slices of bread. Hot dog is not a sandwich. I agree. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Period. It's a hot dog. I understand a that sandwich argument. sandwich is a sandwich. I understand that argument, and you're right. Like I, I wouldn't go make you a hot dog for a sandwich. You're right. I wouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at definition and what it is, I mean, it really is a sandwich, whether you want to believe it or not. No, I don't, don't agree. That's fine. Uh, I've <laughs> proved it, and you've agreed with me no, because of the, the world's foam foremost hot dog personality, Joey Chestnut, says it's not a sandwich, it's not a sandwich. I, He's got more credibility than you in the hot dog game. That man is dead to me as of today. <laughs> He doesn't count, and we're never going to do it. We're never going to talk about him again because he has no idea what well, a real sandwich is. You've agreed with me with your face. As soon as I started giving you my points, the, you just had some, firing. You had some good points. points I'm not going to lie. You had some good points. And you're like, yeah, well, yeah, I agree with you. And you just won't agree with me No, because I, it's an unpopular opinion. Nobody's ever referred to it as a hot dog sandwich. You never will. You don't have to label everything as like a sandwich. Like if you go to overseas, like to another country where there where hamburgers aren't like the cuisine, they're American food, right? Yeah. So if you go to another country that doesn't speak English necessarily, you might see on a menu hamburger sandwich. Okay. I've seen that on a menu. There I've you never go. seen well, I'm, I'm just You saying, don't see it in the United States. I'm just saying that makes me think I I would have to consider a hamburger a sandwich, I guess. Have you ever had a sausage sandwich? Yes. Yeah, I know you have. There you go. That ends the conversation. David said, if Scott Hunt asked me to make him a sandwich, I wouldn't make him a grilled cheese. A grilled cheese is a sandwich. Also, I wouldn't make Scott a sandwich. I would tell him to make his own sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you've had a sausage sandwich. Yeah. So if I cut a hot dog in half, 
and put it in the same bun, but I, I cut it all the way through, you'd be like, oh, well, this is a sausage sandwich. Like, I would not call it a sausage sandwich. Why wouldn't I? You? Don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know, Jay. <laughs> exactly. Because you're all wrong. I don't think it's, it's a sandwich. It is 100% a sandwich. Thank you for solidifying that with saying I don't know. I'm going with Joey Chestnut. On next this next unpopular opinion that I have. And what was the unpopular opinion? More, oh, ice not cream. liking ice cream. Ice so, cream. okay. I don't know how that how unpopular that is. Probably pretty unpopular. I'm not a huge oh. ice cream fan myself. Um, In my life, it's been very unpopular. Let, let me let me just throw this one out there. Okay. Hard ice cream or soft serve ice cream? What is the superior ice cream? Soft serve. I would agree with that. Yeah. I it, think most people would agree with that. Although wants. I do like the flavor options of a hard ice cream. And Two I scoops, like the, maybe get yourself a, a chocolate and a coffee. I like the idea of going to an ice cream shop and watching them scoop it out of the tubs, putting them in a cone or in a cup for you. I like that, and I think it's great. I think it's a good memory for children to go to the ice cream shop and get hard ice cream. At the end of the day, I don't want to eat it. Um, Nolan says that grilled cheese is a melt, not a sandwich. Really? So now we're into patty melts, Frisco melts. And David says a melt is a subset of sandwich. It is. It probably is. I would also say a hot dog is a subset of a sandwich. Dirk says a hot dog halved on two slices of bread is a hot dog sandwich. But that is not the same as a hot dog. You're right. But a lot of people take one piece of bread and put a hot dog in it and eat it. I would say that is more of a hot dog than the regular bun. (laughs) Now you're just getting crazy. It is crazy. There's so many dynamics to this. I just need to point out that David said, my girls call a quesadilla a taco pizza sandwich. What do you put on a quesadilla? Not sure that that contributes to this conversation, (laughs) but... That's a brilliant description. By the way, um, speaking of quesadillas, I had a, over the weekend, we went to Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Great um, place. I ate at Taco Bell, which I have not eaten at for years. You haven't eaten at Taco Bell? Not for a long time. Do you go to Taco Bell frequently? I, I, it hasn't been years. <laughs> well, um... It I was, remember a Taco Bell situation was, between you and I. It was terrible. You didn't like it? No, I, I think that they've gone downhill. Or maybe it was that location. Man, I had it as my number one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your next unpopular okay. opinion? Uh, next, let me bring it up here. Uh, my next unpopular opinion. Oh, man. I feel like this is really going to get people worked up. Um. It's another thing that I've brought up to people many times in my life because I enjoy the caress, the feeling, the warmth. Of cotton? The, the fabric of our lives? Yes, on my feet. And I, wear, I will willingly wear socks to bed. And a lot of people absolutely hate the fact that I will wear socks to bed. Full socks all the way up to my knee. I don't care. I will wear any type of sock that you give me, and I'll wear it to bed. I'll sleep in socks. And so many people give me just utter hateful looks. Do you want to know my opinion on that? Yeah. That's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) See? Unpopular opinion. That is insane. 
I will wear what jeans. What is wrong with you? I will wear jeans all night long until like the, um, the moment I need to go to sleep. And then I will take jeans off and put shorts on. I won't take my socks off. Or if I do, I'll put a new pair of socks on. Don't your feet get itchy? I love socks. After sweating in your socks all day long? Oh, yeah. I'll change the socks out. You, you go home and change your socks out? Absolutely. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> the army taught me how to change my What's socks. What's the saying, right? If you sleep with socks on. You're a normal human no, American. it's something like, about getting pregnant. No, I've always said that. No, other people have said that. I've heard other people say no, that before. No, if you wear socks during the act, you will have what boys. Act? Uh, sexual intercourse oh, with okay. your significant other. Um, and you will have boys. So I've told everyone, like, better wear socks because you'll have a boy. If you want a boy, wear socks. Dirk said, uh, socks to bed. Pretty sure that makes the list for psychopath. I totally agree. That is a ridiculous opinion. See? Unpop- uh, David I, says he sleeps in jeans, socks, and a belt. I, I don't. That's crazy. I have done that a lot in yeah, my life. When you're like drunk, probably. That or, but I mean, tonight I could go home right now. When we end this podcast, I will, I could go home and lay on the couch and fall asleep. No problem. I have a belt on. I have jeans on. I have socks on. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I don't care about taking it off. I could go outside and lay in your gravel parking lot and fall asleep just fine. Okay. Well, that's insane. And I do. I like wearing socks. Amy will literally reach her leg over and hook a toe into my socks and take them off of me because she hates the fact. Like, she hates it so much. She gives you the toe hook? That she'll toe hook the socks off of my feet. Well, I, I'm going to tell you what. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Not, it's not. I mean, have you ever been in a cold winter day where you're outside all day and it's been miserable? You come in and you just want to be warm and you wear like fleece pants and some socks and no. you like cuddle up and you're good to go? No. Have you ever been That's in a That's going to directly relate into my unpopular opinion, by have, the way. Have you ever been in a hot, balmy day where you're sweating your ass off? Like today? Yes, like today. It where miserable. it's been miserably humid and hot, and you just crawl into bed and leave your socks on? Sounds wonderful to me. That is my unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> love wearing socks to bed. I love it. Terrible. Um... That's kind of kind of goes with mine. Um, mine isn't nearly as interesting as yours because I didn't have as much time to prepare. I mean, these are just honest truths honest of my life. Truth of my life. I didn't have to create this. This is one. Chris. It, this is for me. My ice cream situation, where everybody's like, all my life, people have been like, "You're yep. you're crazy." Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you already know this, and everybody listening already knows this. I much prefer the winter to the summer. That is an unpopular opinion, but I, I don't want to agree with you. You don't want to, but I you don't kinda want do? to. But man, the older I get, you know, I'm, I'm much younger than you. Yeah, we all know this. Significantly older Chris is than me, and as I encroach on ages that he has been, trails the- I've blazed, paths <laughs> well trodden. Right. Uh, days he's lost. I've lived these days around him a lot, and I'm starting to agree 
the colder temperatures are where it's at. Yeah. Fall has always been my jam. I mean, fall's great. Big fall guy. Big fall guy. Um, I love the fall. I love the. F- I love waking up in the morning with frost on a window, but then it warming up in the middle of the day. I'm not disparaging fall or spring. Both of those are probably some of the best. Adequate. I just like winter more than summer. And there's many reasons for this. I hate being hot. Okay. I like hoodies and pants. You, I prefer hoodies and pants to shorts and t-shirts any day of the week. What about going to sleep? No. No? No? You can't wear that stuff going to sleep? Come on. Uh, Dirk says he's voting with me. You can always put on more clothes. They oh, fr- I, I completely understand that, They frown that, on though. you after you remove a certain amount. I just prefer when... Obviously, I don't... Nobody likes... When it's negative 10 degrees out with a 20 mile an hour wind. Nobody likes that. But that's not most of winter. Most of winter is 20s, 30s, you know, get yeah. down to the teens. I can deal with it. I can I handle tell you it. What. I like it. The, I tell you seeing what. your breath on a brisk, cold winter's day. The sun comes out. When the sun comes out and it's a blazing sun on a 30 degree day. It's great. It's not that cold. No, it's not. You can be outside in a t-shirt. I would challenge anyone to go outside on a 30 even 28-degree day, specifically, and the sun's out, and you're properly attired. I mean, if you're naked outside, yeah, you're probably going to get cold. If you're properly attired and you go outside walking around on a 28-degree day with the sun blazing in your face, you will love it. Yeah. It is amazing. It's great. It's wonderful. I agree. There's just so many things you can do in the winter. Also, other things. There's less activities going on. Not that I don't like activities. <laughs> no, I completely agree. But with there's you. a lot going on in the summer. It's nonstop. The fact that you have, you don't have to make an excuse to stay home to watch movies over the weekend. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, man, I wish wintertime would come around and we don't have any sports on the weekends and I could just watch movies all day. Right. Like, that would be great, you yeah. know? And even like snow plowing sucks sometimes. Like I, I normally enjoy plowing snow. Um, it doesn't bother me. Every once in a while, like when my driveway fills with snow and the van can't make it up the incredible hill into my garage, that's annoying. That's like, it doesn't happen that much. No. You know, it's not something that really affects my life. And to be honest, I've got, I just pull the Ranger into the garage, like the Polaris Ranger. Got a wench on it. <laughs> just hook her right underneath the van. Pull it up. Pull it up with the Ranger. Good to go. Pull it up just so that the tires are on the concrete. Back the Ranger out of the garage. We're good to go. Seems like a lot of work, but go. It was, but we had a lot of ice that winter. So anyway, that's my opinion. Plus, also for me, um, it's the least stressful part of the year because... You know, the crop is in and trees yeah. aren't going out the door. It's just, it's like hibernation and I love it. Can I give one more? I think you should save some. No, I've, oh, I've got plenty more, Chris. <laughs> okay. I have plenty more. Let me, uh, okay. I've, I've done two. I'm going to do three. Okay. I'm going to do three. The last one that I'm going to say is that salmon is the absolute worst fish you can eat. I would not agree with that. But I'm not a huge fan of salmon. But there's worse fish. I tell you what. What is it? 
I mean, I you're gonna put me on the spot. I don't know. I can't name another fish. I'm that's worse. I you know so many people like salmon, and I'm I'm not a big. I'd rather have salmon I'm, than white, like a white fish, like a baked uh, white fish. You, that's ridiculous. Yeah, salmon to me. Have you had it though, where you like? Oh, here's fried, that's the argument. Have you fried the skin? You know, and you get it. This is always the argument that comes up as soon as I tell people, like, I'm not a real big fan of salmon. I don't like it. It's got such like an overpowering fishy flavor to me that I don't want to eat it. Every single person was like, "Oh, well, you need to try it this way." Okay, I try it that way. It tastes the same, just sweeter. You take, you do it this way. Oh, it tastes the same, just smoky. Here's your problem. You're not, you're not cooking it right. This is the exact argument with deer, venison, or any wild game. Any wild game that you come across, every single person you've ever talked to has said, you didn't cook it right. That's not true. It's because it's not good. Okay. I did, it's, it's not a good fish. What's your salmon cooking procedure? I've had it grilled on an oak plank no. with honey and brown sugar. I've had it baked in a foil sack with butter and whatever else. Incorrect. I've had it infinity like type like infinite types of ways. What would you tell me? You and I'll- cook it just like a good steak, only quicker. I've had it absolutely plain, nothing on it. No, no, grilled no. olive oil. I understand this. I've had it. Just listen. This is how you do it. You're doing it wrong. You got to have, first of all, you got to get fresh, wild-caught salmon. Okay. Point one. Point two, you got to leave the skin on the one side. I understand that. All right. Heard that many times. You need to put the olive oil all over it. Get it covered in olive oil. Yes. Get a blazing hot cast iron skillet. You can put some seasoning on there, too. You got to put salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Yeah. That's it. No other seasonings are required okay. ever in life. Real quick sear on both sides, but you want to spend more time on the skin downside. Right, to crisp it up. Everybody overcooks it. You don't need it. It can be, you can eat it raw, right? Well, of course, I have. You can eat it raw, and the more you cook it, not only A, will it dry out, we all know that, but also it will get fishier tasting. So you want to just sear the outside really hot, get it nice and crispy, and, but then the inside it's basically rare. Yeah. And then take it off, let it rest for 10 minutes in tented foil, but with, a bunch, with some butter on it. That's it. That's all you got to do. And it will, it will, that's how you cook it. I've had it raw. Like I've eaten a lot of sushi. It's always my least favorite. It's better raw. But <laughs> okay, well then you just solidified my point as to where I just do not like salmon. Well, there you go. It's I've had it multiple times at all of the sushi restaurants I've ever been to. You are always usually there. It seems like whenever I eat sushi, and any of the salmon stuff that I've had, I will always try a piece, and they're they're decent. They're okay. I will eat them. I'm not going to let it go to waste. Dirk agrees with you. He says salmon is trash of the water. It's just not good. Uh, just like wild game, as long as you prepare it so you can't tell what meat it is. Yeah. That's the way you do it. So I remember this one time we had a bachelor party uh, for one of my friends. I think, oh no, it was Shopsgiving. We had a, an event called Shopsgiving. Okay. Where it was like a friend's Thanksgiving yeah. in a shop. Yeah, I get it. 
Um, so one of my friends, Ducky, mm-hmm. spent literally all day making this venison stroganoff. All day. That seems like an all from scratch venison stroganoff. He's tinkering with this thing literally for 12 hours. Seems a little bit overprepared. Because so, stroganoff's pretty. Yeah. So finally simple. he gets it out, puts it on the table. He's like, this is it. This is the masterpiece. It was unedible from everybody in the entire. It was so bad. Oh no! Really? <laughs> yeah. Like nobody ate it. No, it's just because it's very hard to cook venison. It depends on the cut, but yeah, I would agree. It it is, and it also like how you harvested the deer. Like if it sat in its own blood for too long, you know what I mean. Like there's a lot of variables there when it comes to venison that can make it very bad. But anyway. As far as your opinion goes, I don't. I think there's a lot of people that don't like salmon, so I don't think it's that unpopular. I bet it's a fifty-fifty. You think it's a fifty-fifty? Yeah, I bet, I bet half people like salmon, half people don't. I bet you actually more than half people don't. I'd like love salmon. to take a poll. I'd love to have a poll right now of the people you know, that are watching have, this and the people that will listen to the audio podcast. We have the Give ability to us. do live polls. I've never done it, and I don't know how to do it. I'm not going to set it up right now, but no, we but that's out a, how to do it. That's a good idea because I would love to have a live poll of. The people that enjoy salmon and the people that do not like salmon. Um, because I just, I don't, I, I think it's an unpopular opinion. The most people that I've talked to have always enjoyed it. I think most people just eat fish in general because they're like, oh, it's healthy. To a point, I agree. But if you really don't like something, you're not going to eat it. It's not that I don't like fish, but it's never going to be my go-to, right? No, it's that's, not mine. That's beef. Yeah. It's what's for dinner, Jerry. Right. No, you're right. In our area, yes, but you talk to anybody in Maine, you know what, you know what, actually, Rhode Island. I'm not a huge fan of tuna. I like tuna. It's way better than salmon. Unpopular opinion, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Um, all right. So should we get on some news? Um, yeah. There's, yeah, one, there's one topic I wanted to broach. Can I broach? <laughs> if you... If you feel uh, frisky. Now, you know we don't talk about politics on this show. Not usually. We're no. not, a, we're not mean, a political podcast. We've, we've broached the subject. Very rarely. Uh, here and there. So, but, this isn't what do you got? but this isn't politics. Okay. I just want to get your opinion as a United States service member, Army Man. Ranger. We could have wrote this down a little bit better. <laughs> Uh, no, as a United States Army person. Veteran. veteran. Army veteran. veteran. There you go. There you go. Yeah. A veteran of a Middle Eastern conflict. Correct. Yeah. Not in Afghanistan. Nope. I was an Iraq guy. Yeah, which isn't really that close to Iraq, is it? It's a hell of a lot closer than where we're at right now. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, I'm sure there are different situations in both of those conflicts. Yeah. But you probably served with many people that were in both and, and yes, lots, back and forth. lots. Yeah. So I would like, I would just find it interesting to get your opinion on the situation right now that's happening in Afghanistan. And do you know everything about it? Cause you said you haven't been following it. I don't, I haven't followed much of it. And I honestly, to be honest, like I, I haven't followed much of the news recently because I just can't handle it. I can't handle the news most of the time, and I don't even want to see it. So I live my own life. I agree with you. I do my own thing. This one is kind of... uh, It's been 
very upfront in all of our lives. And I get that over the last week. But uh, so I know a lot of people that deployed to Afghanistan. I know a lot of people that have done a lot of things in Afghanistan. The only thing I can comment on is that the war that I was in in Iraq was under similar circumstances to Afghanistan, right? So we went to Iraq first. And then they went to Afghanistan, and it was under the same veil of getting rid, rid of terrorism. You know, right. like it was fighting back terrorism. Regardless of what the actual agenda was, it was terrorism. And we did that. Um, while I was deployed, there was a lot of things that I saw on the news media. Um, I had news people that followed us around, and then watched the report afterwards and it was a hundred percent different than what they were should have been reporting on. Like they basically lied. I saw them lie in real time. Like they came and interviewed us. They came on a humanitarian mission and we did things. And then I saw the actual news report and it was 100% different. Every aspect of the article was different than what actually happened. From that point on, I was like, I don't, don't believe what the media is going to give us. So in this situation, when you see how we left Iraq, all right, so it took a while, quite a while, for all of us to, to pull out of Iraq. A lot of people went to Kuwait. We are still sending people to Kuwait. Yeah, we still maintain bases in that area. Absolutely. We still maintain bases in Kuwait. My brother-in-law went to Kuwait just a couple of years ago. Um, but we don't have a huge, um, you know, like, a figurehead. Like, we're not very popular in Iraq, and we don't go there. They do their own thing, and we handed it off to them. We built a an army that they were doing and there was a president and a government and then we handed it off to them and we left. That took years to do. A lot of people thought it wasn't done very well, um, regardless of how it came out. In this situation, they're for Afghanistan. I mean, have you heard of any sort of building up of a government or building up of an army or building up of anything in well, Afghanistan. I mean, that's what was pulling out. That was what was is being has been was and has been touted leading up to this. So maybe you're not aware of Yes, I'm all not of because that. I I don't feel like there is. I know they had a president, so but So this has soon, been discussed ever since the spring when uh the president basically said, "Hey, we're we're looking at a timetable for exiting Afghanistan." Yes. I think most people thought you know what? Yeah. We should probably start getting out of there. Sure. Um, huge difference, by the way, between Afghanistan and Iraq. One, Iraq oh, is a country big. with a government and people that are used to living in a country with a government. Yeah. Whether or not that government was tyrannical or not, it's a different story. It's a country. Mm -hmm. Afghanistan never really was a country. It's never really been a country. It's been tried to be conquered by the Russians, failed. The United States before this failed um we have put people in power we've taken people out of power russia's put people in power china's put people in power taking people out of power over the course of the last 50 plus 80 plus years hmm. but it's never really been a country it's basically just been a region 
with varying like tribes. A, like a Wild West. Like varying tribes in a region. Um, when they were taken over by the Taliban before we went there, it, that was basically organized crime. Mm-hmm. Just kind of ruling over various tribes of people. And they've never been had a government really or anything like that. I guess I didn't I didn't know that. So when we go went in there, you know, it initially was to get Al Qaeda, right? Which we were successful in that mission. Um they'll come back, you know, but we were successful at least in the initial mission of that. But then what it became over the last twenty years is an exercise in nation building, right? So we established a government we established a military and we trained the military and we funded the military and we gave, we supplied the military and the government there. Yeah, we have been. Yeah. Um, and so when the president earlier this summer and in the spring basically said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to exit this country. We have built an army of 300,000 troops and an elected government. And we're going to hand power off to them. Mm-hmm. There's about 75,000 Taliban uh, soldiers. And there's 300,000 Afghani soldiers. That is what it was said two days before we exited that country by the president of the United States. Yeah. The timetable that was given was everybody, everybody that knows anything knew that the Taliban was going to overrun that country. Right. The question was, was it going to take six months? The Taliban so, has been talking to foreign governments and saying, hey, we want to be a legitimate government we're changing things and doing this so this is what they're saying my my opinion of that like that you asked was um no like if i look at it from the outside and i know a lot of people that were there um did we do the right thing i would say no absolutely not would i say we did the right thing in in invading to begin with at the time Probably not. Like, I, I don't know. I was very young when we invaded the country. So whether or not we should have been there to begin with, I don't know if that is the right answer. All I know is that we were there when I was in the military. And I know a lot of people that went. At the end of the day, since we did occupy the country and we did say we were going to do a certain thing and then pull out so abruptly without any sort of a plan. No plan. It is absolutely ridiculous. I think everyone should think it's ridiculous. In two days. I don't see I don't see how anyone in our government, in anyone else's government, in the military, in genu- genuine like populace, like any regular person can see how this is this was a good reaction. It's not. I, I, I don't care what argument you have. Yeah. It was not the right thing to do. I mean, there's an argument on the other side saying, hey, it's never going to be the right time. And I completely agree. It's not. It's not going to be the right time ever. The only thing you can hope for is that you've prepared them for the moment of us leaving. And that prepared... evacuated all of our people. (laughs) But being prepared takes time. And I know we've been there for a long time, but I'm saying... You've been there for a long time occupying the country. That doesn't mean building anything in the way of like uh, force protection or government or any of that stuff. You have to build up the government and to get it like sorted. And then you have to build up force protection. Force protection and like 
building up your army in order to sustain a government takes so much time. Yeah. And us pulling out would also mean us leaving people there to sustain that force protection for such a long amount of time that pulling out only means like the majority of our occupying forces are pulled out. Not every single person that has ever been there is pulled out and we forget about you. That has never happened in any country that we've ever had a war in. We've always left bases there. We've always left people there and we've always helped them. It's been throughout every war. I don't know about in Vietnam, but yeah. Okay. It's a very right. similar yeah. situation. Vietnam is very similar. And how does that, is that looked upon? Not well. <laughs> right. And um, then, so I, any, any type of pulling out of a country is always detrimental to a point. It's not necessarily detrimental to where the country is lost, but it's detrimental to where, where you were at when we were occupying it. It will always be lesser than to a point. Like if you look at North Korea and South Korea. So we went in the Korean War. We had the big war and we pulled out. But South Korea still held its boundary. South Korea still has its livelihood. They, they run their own ship, right? And then North Korea is its own thing. It's With a not... strong military, United States military presence to this day. Exactly. So that's my point. Like you have the DMZ, you have the line. South Korea is doing its own thing. It's a very good country, and people love living there. North Korea is its own thing, and nobody messes with it. But the only reason it's sustained that way is because of the presence yeah. of other, um, you know, friends. Like, the U.S. is there. There's other countries there. Like, it's the same thing. We're in Japan right now. We've been in Japan since 1942. Yeah, I think there's a difference between establishing and keeping bases in allied countries um, they, they weren't, that are actually countries, though. But they weren't but allied. But Afghanistan's not really a country. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't think that matters. If you can build a government and show people how to run a government and run that government for years. I mean, we've been there for so long. That's, that's okay. So that, that's the impetus of, I guess, the point I'm making is that. So maybe we didn't build the government so long in, enough. In, in less than two days, the supposed 300,000 strong Afghani army laid no. down their weapons with no resistance and let the Taliban take over while their entire government fled. And that's why. And that it, the, the entire government fled. Okay, so I guess that brings up, and, and by the way, with no, that with no plan, the United States' plan from our president was that, okay, we know this is going to happen, but it's going to happen over the course of six months, and the Taliban has agreed to let us evacuate our people in an or, organized manner and blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, it's over. Chaos mm -hmm. reigns. Taliban's in control, and people are falling off of airplanes. From a thousand feet, yeah, to try to escape. It, 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 Women are throwing their babies over barbed wire fences into the airport, just mm -hmm. throwing their babies over. You know, yeah, it's it's pure insanity. And I listen. I'm a non-interventionist. I don't believe in nation building. I don't believe in having huge presences on overseas countries, especially ones that don't want us, and spending a bunch of mon money and lives of our citizens to do something over there. Yeah. I mean, I understand there's a security threat and I understand the mission for the counterterrorism mission. Um, 
you know, I don't know, and I think most people would agree at this point that an occupying army isn't the best way probably to fight terrorism, but no. it, it's hard to say. I mean, what is the right answer? There, there is, is no I just right think, answer I just think the whole terrorism. situation is ridiculous, and I just want to get your opinion because on all the people that you know that have served there over the last 20 years, like how they might be feeling about that right now. Not a single one of them is happy about any of it. Not a single one of them, honestly, you know, a that, lot of that them, I've that I've talked to or seen responses from say that we should have you know, pulled out of there. A lot of those American soldiers that spent a lot of time over there were very close to probably a lot of those Afghanist Afghani soldiers. There are so many people that have spent, you know, their day to day life training other Afghani people. And those people were their friends. They're, They're probably part of their family. You know what I mean? You live day-to-day with these people, and you, you live day-to-day to try to teach them what you came there to teach them or what you know, you know, like what, what our basic army and Marines and whatever already are taught. Like you went there to teach them that, but they also went there to teach them like how to be a normal civilization right. without being the Wild West, without being the... Uh, groups and factions of people that live on their own. It was more of we're teaching you how to live together as like a democratic society. And you know? I guess part and of it I is don't know like... if that'll necessarily work, but you can you can make a society in a country. I I feel you could you can make a society of people in this country that could work together and could do a thing. Not a lot of examples done, of it working. <laughs> if it's done correctly and but I don't feel like being there as a military force for the last, you know, 15 years or 16, 17 years, whatever it was, or 20 or whatever, I don't feel like being just a military force, a military presence. I think for the last 10 years or so, though, the main mission has been to secure and defend the democracy that they're establishing and to train an army. It was, but it was also like, we're going to be here to keep these people out for you. And it was like a safe zone. Yes. So we're going to keep this safe zone for you and try to teach you how to be a certain way. And then they immediately just like picked up the fence and left. Yeah. And they didn't teach you how to keep that fence. There's 20 years of that. I mean, there's, there's, they had 20 years. So there's that, I know they there's did, that but, point. But, but the other point would be that, that I question is like, what does it take to just have all these supposed uh, army, you know, and, and a lot of people think the numbers are fudged and, and maybe as much as 150,000 of those were basically police, mm-hmm. not necessarily soldiers. There's oh, no, a huge I, yeah, difference I agree. between yeah. police and soldiers. Yes. Um, that was a big issue in Iraq as well. Like yeah. the Iraqi police compared to the Iraqi army. I mean, both of them, but the Iraqi police were so corrupt, like incredibly corrupt. You couldn't trust... Most of them. And the only reason you couldn't trust most of them is because terrorists or the Taliban or whoever came in and was threatening their family and telling them, like, you either do this or your family dies. Yeah. And that's the way it is there. There's also, um, there was a lot of corruption as far as, you know, how many people were on the payroll that didn't actually exist. That too, yeah. Um, And then the third thing would be, they had like a, I, I think that, I said, I think that article I read said 40% annual turnover in the jobs of, in their police and military. Wow. It's crazy. So my point is, how 
can you just, if you got all these people that you've trained and you mm-hmm. got this army, however size it is, it's bigger than the Taliban. I can guarantee that. Um, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. How are all these people just willing to be like, the second you leave, just be like, oh, I'm not fighting for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That airport me. was full. And this was a point, and I'm not trying to make a political point. If you watch the videos of that airport and the people chasing down the, what do they, C-130 C-130 or C-130 C-17. And jumping on them. I mean, that, that was an entirely sad situation. 100% of them are young men. Yeah. You know what I mean? That are just trying to get out. Right, because abandoning their families, their women and children there who are going to live in horrifying conditions now, probably. Because mm-hmm. they didn't see a way out other than that. They didn't see themselves that surviving. Here. That would never happen here. You know what I mean? That would never happen here. So what is the difference? That's, it's, that's what's so mind-boggling to me. Yeah, because you feel like it's a home. I feel like a lot of the... I would say all of the young men or, or any man here feels like they have something. They have something. They have something to stay for. They have something to fight for, regardless of family. I'm saying like the, everything around you, you have something to fight for. There, there is nothing. Yeah, okay, for the country maybe, but I mean, let's assume most of them have families that they're trying to abandon to jump on in a C-130. But that is the extreme situation they're in, is like I have there a better no chance. There is no situation where you could ever get me or anybody that I know to abandon their family, their I, wife and children. I bet you there is. No. There is zero situation where that could exist. You say that, but you've never lived in it. You've never actually grown up in it. And, and it's not just living, like taking you right now and making you live in that situation. It's you living in that culture. Well, the culture you've doesn't lived. value women, so that's... You've lived it. in the culture of that and trying to change it, to ch- change that mindset of somebody that has lived in a culture of that their entire lives, it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I get both sides of the argument, and I'm not one of these people that are like standing on it being like, um, you know, I think it was poorly executed for sure, but I do think we had to leave because I don't think that there was ever going to be. Yes. I 100% agree that we had to leave. I don't know. It just it, should have been done differently. I think nobody's arguing that. I'm fact. not. A, a, I don't know how to create governments. I don't know how to create civilizations. I don't know how to create militaries. Or should we even? No. I, should, I, should we? We have enough problems here. You know, the problem is, that though, argument. to begin with, is that we were there. It doesn't that, matter. We, we already no, committed to it, yes. We committed to it, so we have to do something then. And just abruptly taking everyone and leaving, I don't think is the right choice. Absolutely not. I'm not arguing that at all. I would, for the record, do not believe that's the right decision at all. If you spend 20 years trying to accomplish something, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't just leave. You can't abandon the job. You had to have left somebody there. Like they did. You, I mean, they did leave like some, you know. But it's not to the point where they're going to do anything or change anything. No, it's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. Yeah, it's a really, really bad I mean, what's situation. Really it's crazy really sad is to see. on top of all that. You know, you got other governments and from other countries that are literally backing the Taliban troops right. and trying to work with them as a legitimate government. So that doesn't help the situation. And then are you aware of the 
all the reports coming out now of all the military uh, equipment that we left oh, yeah. undestroyed. Yeah, absolutely. Planes, tanks, you know, armored personnel carriers, weapons. A lot of that I feel like is skewed, though, because we don't, the military doesn't leave anything in good condition. No, I'm telling you, the reports that are coming out are sickening. I don't. I don't feel like it's anything that would be usable. Uh, you're, I don't believe that's correct. I mean, we left munitions for that army. Well, that I could understand. And they're yeah. all seized now. That I could understand. Yeah. Munitions and stuff, but equipment-wise... No, like- I mean all of that stuff. Vehicles, we left aircraft. We left an air force for that army, which was then overrun immediately, within a day. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's It's crazy. It's something I can't understand. I mean, I, I mean, it's easy to say we got to get out of there. We shouldn't have ever been there. But that conversation needed to happen 20 years ago, not now. Not in a week or two weeks or right. even I'm, I'm six just saying months. the only way you can make that argument, you can't because it's, it's an argument in hindsight. If you're going to say, yeah. okay, we need to abruptly get out of there. This isn't our problem anymore. Then that's something you should have thought about 20 years ago. But that decision was made. It, it was made. I don't think it was made until the moment they wanted to leave. I know, but I'm saying when you make the decision 20 years ago or 10 years ago after the terrorism mission's over to then switch to nation building, then you're com- you have yes. to commit to that. Yeah, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been, you know, it's easy to say, hey, we should have walked out after we took out Al-Qaeda. You know what I mean? Right. but. At that point, they were also thinking... It was still a Taliban-run country, and the Al-Qaeda just come right back, and now they're going to come right back again, and yeah. we're going to be back there again. Probably. Yes. A hundred percent, of course we are. Yeah. It will happen. Not, maybe not as an invading army, maybe not as an occupying force, but we'll be back there. Oh. Yeah. That's terrible crazy. to think about. So that's Afghanistan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess it's not really political. I just it it's going on right now, and usually we don't talk about subjects like that. But I don't know. For some reason, it's just it's sad. It's sad to watch. Well, Dave told me Jerry Snyder is right. So. Well, I I don't think me and you disagreed about anything. No, we didn't. <laughs> he just said Jerry Snyder is right. So that's all we have to go off of. Yeah, I just I'm thought right. I thought the perspective would be interesting from somebody who is actually a soldier in a Middle Eastern conflict. It's easy for it's, all of these people on social media, and myself included, and I have half the politicians to sit there and spout whatever they think their answer is. But if you haven't been there and you haven't seen, and I don't understand that, I think Iraq, I believe, and I don't know again, I think Iraq and Afghanistan are very different animals. I don't think that things were similar. Right. The missions weren't similar. The countries weren't similar. The terrain's not even that really that similar. Not at all. And the people aren't, that, aren't similar. So... It's just sad. It's sad on um, like a military side of things, like the people that have been there and the people that were there as a U.S. military person, like to go there and do something and then come home and see the way it's left. Yeah, especially since I think there was progress made. Like there was a significant amount of progress made. Ground level for people that were seeing it happen? Absolutely. You know, there was women going to college. There were... Women's rights, literally, happening. Yes. You know, going to college, 
getting you know within a day of that takeover um everything was shut down a and also already women are barred from going to college so and having to wear you know i don't know that the burka thing's happening yet but it's going to and the point the point that i was talking about earlier when i said i didn't trust the media on how they reported certain stories we went out on a humanitarian mission and gave out a ton of school supplies and like everything you can think of for kids to go to school just like even stuffed animals and things like that um we went out and and handed them out to a whole town we had truck loads of stuff that was donated and brought to us and we handed it all out to all these kids because the army corps of engineers who i work for now were building schools building libraries building all of these different buildings for people to use in in, in normal life right and that's what we went to do the report that was given after that was the us has destroyed so many buildings like so many schools and so many libraries that we went there to give them these supplies so that they could create their own stuff they didn't talk about how we had created all of this for them or started trying to build it up for them again like in a new world they didn't talk about any of that they just talked about we destroyed all of this stuff and the only way we were going to make it back to them is by handing out some books and and stuffed animals to them like Oh, this is what we give you now. Figure it out. And then we left. That was the report. Yeah. It was like the U.S. came in and gave pencils and notebooks to people. No, we literally built you a town yeah. to sustain you forever. And none of that was talked about. Yeah. And after I saw the report and saw the whole like video montage of the people that I was in war with, talked about like negatively almost they tried to make it positive but it was in a negative light i was like what yeah like this isn't what we were doing this isn't what we were doing at all so now all of the people that were in afghanistan and were on the ground level working with people to try to build up certain things and then seeing it all come apart within a week like that is absolutely detrimental to people's mental health yes physical health i agree they're at home seeing what they were sent to do voluntarily. A lot of the majority of our military is all volunteer, right? And we all volunteered to go do that. And then it was taken away from them in literally overnight. Yeah. I, I just think it's crazy though. Like the amount of lack of any want of these people to like, we spent, for example, I think it was $80 billion like building an interstate road system through Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Sure. Some of it was probably for our own use, but a lot of it was to benefit that country. And it's completely an unusable disrepair now. Right. Because nobody no their government and their people decided not to maintain it. You know, it's, it's It's like just disheartening. It's like in our world that we live in right now, like in our close knit, like small community farming community, it's saying like you take every farmer in the area to help one farmer and you build up his farming operation and you plant everything for him. You give him all of the equipment and you do everything for him. And you're like, all right, like take care of it. And then he goes out and he mows it all down. Right. Right. Mows it all down. And he sets all of his stuff on fire, all of the equipment you gave him and everyone that helped him in the area was like, what the, 
the hell, man? Right. Like we just spent so much of our life and and time doing this for you. Like I was supposed to take my kid to practice, you know, for the last three weeks, and I planted four hundred acres for you, and I sprayed this for you, and I did this, and you just mowed it all down in front of me. Why would you do that? Right. That's a, the exact situation of anybody that went over there to try to help. Yeah. It's just Nolan said. What I don't understand is that the deal with the Taliban was made in twenty twenty to withdraw. They had over a year to prepare for this. So, yeah, I, I, there was a deal in 2020 that was made with the Taliban to withdraw. This has been in the works for now a couple of years, I think. Um, the deal that was made originally was a conditions-based deal. So it was everybody knew the Taliban was going to regain control of that country. But we were dealing with them and saying, this is going to happen, but here are our conditions for it happening. Mm-hmm. And you have to meet those conditions, otherwise it's not happening. Right. Some of those conditions were evacuation of uh, our allies, evacuation of our personnel, evacuation of our equipment, and an orderly process that these were the steps. That was not implemented. No. That, that was specifically not implemented for political reasons. Right. And then you get to this situation where there was no plan whatsoever basically and and that the real crazy thing you know and not to get political again but to see what president biden has been saying all along and then the other day in his news conference that he came out it, it's insanity <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense it, it's man it's a mess it's very frustrating uh, across the board not none of it it could be and now it's like it's like you can't even reverse course because it's it's too, oh, no, too there far is gone absolutely no way you could reverse this no it, uh, unless you said well we're gonna invade again but uh, then that you're can't starting happen. from scratch yeah that can't happen yeah you just literally balled it all up threw it in the garbage and then start over no it doesn't happen the other way. thing that just drives me insane about all this is it's like where are all the other countries they don't care. They don't care. And maybe they're right for that. I don't know. But where are they all? You know what I mean? This isn't their war. This isn't well, their fight. It, this NATO isn't their was there. cause. Canada was there. NATO was there. Listen, n- NATO being there doesn't mean anything. They were there because all these people said, well, okay, we'll help, we'll help the U.S. out this They were there time. because they said, we have a trade agreement and we have to Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We want to make sure that we can still trade with this country. We want to make sure that this country is still going to do this with us. So that's just us bullying around people, basically. I agree. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's crazy. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get the international support because, listen, China and Russia are not on our side. Mm -mm. Not in the slightest. (laughs) And those are the other two powers, you know? So what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't think there's a... First of all, I understand... Uh, this was a this was a disaster. I don't think there was ever a re- like. I don't think you could reasonably think that things were going to go smoothly. It never does. But no, it could have gone no. a lot better. It never goes smoothly transitioning a country, and that's history says that. But yeah, I mean, it's clear as day. It could have went a lot better than what it did. Yeah. So let's enough of that. I was way too much of that. Um, I, yeah, I've got news. We got some news. We got some news. We'll get into uh, news. We 
already did the unpopular opinion. So then after the news, we'll do what a little bit of what we're watching. Okay? Okay. Deal? We don't have time for our list. Not at the moment. Unless we move quickly. Swiftly. Off of the incredible success of the Field of Dreams game. Yes. That happened. It was the most watched MLB game in the last 16 years. Which is probably not hard to do. No, but. it doesn't seem like it. As soon as they said 16 years, I was like, Are they including World far. Series? Yeah. Oh, wow. That is a big deal then. Um, so off of the most watched MLB game in the last 16 years, Peacock and NBC Universal have decided to make a Field of Dreams TV show to well, come out. That's kind of annoying. It is annoying, but does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise me, but it's also not necessary. Does it surprise you that anything successful they want to try to capitalize off of more? I don't need a TV show. That's like one of those rare examples of something that's perfect as a movie that doesn't need more expanding. Completely agree. I think the most expansion you could do is what they have just done and play an actual baseball game. Right. Let's just leave it at that. But they're not. They're going to just try to dive into this and just squeeze the tangerine. You know what would be a better um, series? A League of Their Own, the series. 100% agree. That would be a great series. Love the movie. But there's more story to tell, right? What do you tell in a TV series about the Field of Dreams? Yeah, if you build it, they will come. The end. More than what the movie gave you. (laughs) Do more teams walk out of the field, uh, out of the court? Does a does his son continuously hear these voices? That's a problem. He right. needs to be checked out. Quit with the teams walking out of the corn. Yeah. I don't think it's a TV series, and I think it's silly. Also, it was cool to see that I doubt, in, the, in that game, right? But oh if they do gosh, more yeah. games, I don't need every team from now on. Walking, walking out, out of the, the corn. corn. It's not going to be the same. Just play the game now at the park and everybody go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But we don't need the big I mean, especially Kevin Costner throwing out the pitch, people walking out. It was cool to see the first time. I will give yes, you that. Yes. But I don't want to see that every year. No, I'm on board. Especially with the double A team. Um, what are they called? That's supposed to be in it next year? I don't know. Have they announced it? Oh, yeah. The um, Cubs. <laughs> Chicago Cubs. Yeah. That team, I don't even know if they're in Major League Baseball anymore, but they're supposed to be in it with the Reds. What a joke. Oh. That's going to be. That'll be a great game. Um, nope. They're going to walk out of the corn. Everybody's going to be like, why'd you stay? Stay in the corn, please. Can you please stay in the corn? What a joke. Stupid. Clerks 3. That's a movie that's coming out soon. I'm excited about it. Kevin Smith is making Clerks 3. Do you think it that's going to get filming? a theatrical release, or do you think it's going to be like his other movies that are... No, I think he's going to do it the same as he did with Clerks 2. And... A th- big theatrical release. Yeah, I do. Mm. I really do. I, I think there's, so. I think there's the want for that for this franchise of movie. I would agree with that. Um, but with Clerks 3, uh, they're halfway done with filming. I posted it on our social media earlier this week. Halfway done with filming which is incredible. They've only got two weeks left for production to put the rest of the movie together filming-wise. But they also had a Vanity Fair picture that they had posted from Clerks 2. It was a Vanity Fair, like, um, you know, photo op. And it was of the main characters. And then they recreated that for Clerks 3. And they put the main characters from Clerks 
and took a photo the exact same way they did for Clerks 2. And wow, have they have significantly aged. Well, that was like 15 years ago. But it blew me away. Rosario Dossa looks exactly the same with a different hairstyle. Yeah. That blew me away. Like, how did she not age? But every man that is in that picture looks like an old man. Looks like a different human being. <laughs> they have aged a lot. Considerably. Yeah. And apparently the movie itself has said, like, and Kevin Smith has said, they're going to embrace the aging and play it into the movie, oh, which course. is yeah. something they should do. Yeah. As soon and as I read that, I was like, good. I don't want it to be as if they are still these young 20-something people that are trying to do something in a Well, I mean, Clerks 2, they didn't exactly look young. Have you seen the difference in pictures? Not yet, but I'll check it out. Boy, <laughs> they look a hell of a lot younger than they do now. And the whole, like, uh, I don't remember the guy's name in the movie, uh, but, the, like, the underwear troll Oh, yeah, guy. Trev. No, Trevor's his name in real life, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. He's unrecognizable. Really? Yes. It does not look like the same human being. Okay. Um, but it'll be fun. I'm really excited for it. I have been excited for Clerks 3 for a long time. And now that they're halfway done with like filming, I'm, I'm on board. I'm all about this movie. I will go see it regardless of what happens. From I just hope on. it looks like a real movie. That's my one bitch about... His last movie, which no, I know wasn't I, bad. It just doesn't look like a, a real movie. I think he's got the funding, like the funding to make it good. Well, because Clerks Two was like a big movie. It looked really good. It was filmed like a oh, real yeah. movie. It, it was looked, like a movie. Yeah, it was awesome. I think he's doing the same thing. I just thought it was fun to talk about the fact that they're old, yeah, and decrepit. Um, I've been reading a lot about Superman. Okay. Superman and Lois, the movie, or the TV, TV show. show. <sighs> I want to watch it. I so do, too. Bad. It sounds great. I've, great reviews. I've got YouTube TV, and I thought that was like an endless possibility for me to watch whatever I wanted. Turns out they don't give you all of the Superman shows. No, but they'll give you it on Netflix soon at the end of the season, right? Well, that's... I got to wait for it. Yeah. I don't want to wait for it, but it sparked my interest because I saw that the season finale was coming up. And once I saw the season finale was coming up, I was like, boom, it's going to be out. Like, I, I should check this out. Looked it up on YouTube TV, and they had, like, episode 10, 11, 4, like, ready to view. Well, that doesn't give me much. No. Like, I can't see any of this. And I've been waiting so long to watch this show, because as soon as it came out, I have this thing about when shows come out, if I haven't seen the first episode, I've got to either wait until it's all over or you know, start back at one. Right. But that was course. not available to me to do. I can't do it now. And now I want it so bad. I keep seeing all these articles and people talking about it and I want to watch it and I can't. Okay. I can't watch it. How's this news? It's news because the season finale is coming out. Okay. <laughs> it's also news because I want to freaking watch it like today. I want to watch it right now. All right. You can buy it on Amazon, I'm sure. I don't. <laughs> it's going to come out for free at some point. Uh, you got any other news? Yes. Because I got some, too. Well, you can go. I got one that's going to take a bit. Okay, I got a real quick one. Uh, Marvel is ending its Daredevil run from writer Chip Zdarsky. 
Really? Uh, in November will be the last episode. Thirty-six will be the last of Chip Zdarsky. Um, I can't pronounce the uh, artist's name. Chachetto. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, finale on the current Daredevil title. What I don't like is that all of the news surrounding this makes it seem like this is the end of Daredevil in comic books when it's really just the end of Chips of Darkseas. Yeah. Now, he has had a long run on this book. 36 episodes would be, I guess, a couple of years, probably. Oh, yeah, easy. Well, 12 issues a year, I guess, probably. Three years. Yeah, three years. Um, So he's been on this book for a long time. Um, I've read a good portion of it. I'm not caught up. Uh, No. But I've read, you know, I've probably read the first half of that series. I have 16 issues. I have all of them at home, actually, or the ones that have come out so far, because uh, I subscribed to that one, and I read the first 16, and I've loved yeah. every ounce it, of it. It's actually kind of been one of my favorite runs um, for a long time. Yeah. I did like the Mark Wade run a lot, but um, this one's very different. But anyway, that is ending, and they will be getting, I mean, I don't know if they'll get start right away, but there'll be a new creative mm-hmm. team, and you can bet your bottom dollar with a character like Daredevil, it's going to be big news on who's going to take over that book. Yeah. It'll have to be big news. Um, He's done a really. I'm not really sure good that job. it's like a huge, like, least successful book franchise, but it is. It's like a little bit of a. a I would I wouldn't call it an indie darling, but it's like Marvel's. They always have big writers on it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a showcase title. Absolutely, but people I, want Daredevil. Yeah, there it, are so it, many people I mean, that it, want. It Daredevil. isn't like Spider-Man, which gets like two episodes or two issues a month. And well, no, it's not like that. Put a lot behind it, but um, anyway, uh, isn't so, it crazy that Daredevil still doesn't have the stance yet to have something like that to have two he, different runs? He hasn't had uh, MCU presence. I know, but I you would figure after the whole Netflix run and everything, it would blow up, which it did. It did, but Netflix is not a movie. And if they came out with a a good. Daredevil right. movie. I mean, I think you're going to get some... You probably have to... I mean... But it did have a movie. Yeah. With Ben Affleck in yeah. it. Yeah. And then it had the series, three seasons of a series yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I know. I mean, it had hours of content. But your average person isn't going to know who Daredevil is. That's, that's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame because it's a phenomenal book. And Chip, good old Chip, me and Chip are buddies. Yeah. Uh, him and I go way back, and he has done a phenomenal job on this book. I really like it. In other Marvel news, uh, Spider-Man 3 leaks may confirm one of Netflix's villains coming back into the movie. Now, this is just rumors. Okay. But apparently there's rumors. a shot, a set photo, a leaked set photo from Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. And the, the room looks eerily similar to... The Kingpin's apartment in the Daredevil series. Really? Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. D'Onofrio. Yeah. D'Onofrio. So, total rumor mill, so we won't spend a lot of time on it, but if how that's interesting the case, would that be? If that's the case, I, I'm halfway there, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, that's it. I got one more, but I'll let you go, because my last one's going to take a little bit of time. Um, we have a... We have a friend in the industry that yep. makes movies that we're close to. His name's Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, we know him well. Yeah. We've watched basically all of Good his buddy. movies. Good buddy. Good buddy uh, Life Aquatic, best movie ever. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's the best movie ever. No, not ever, but it's his best movie, in my opinion. Second best. Okay. Third best. Okay. Anyway, um, he's got a new untitled movie that's coming out in 2022. Um, they, I believe, have, have started production on it. If they haven't, it's going to this fall. Can't remember what I read. But w- the ridiculous part of this is the cast list that they put out for this movie. Have Which you seen it? A little bit, but I mean, that's pretty par for the course for his movies. But have you seen the people? No, I just saw Brian Cranston, but I didn't see anybody else. There's a lot. So this movie is going to have these. They're already signed on. Everything's set in stone. Like these are the people going to be in the movie. Margot Robbie or Robie. Because she's in everything. Because she's in everything. Scarlett Johansson. Okay. She's also in most things. Tom Hanks. Okay. That kind of surprised the hell out of me. That's surprising, yeah. Jeffrey Wright. Okay. I don't you know Jeffrey know, Wright? No, I don't. Yes, you do. He was in Westworld. He's also oh, yeah. Alfred. I love in the that new, dude, yes. Yeah, Alfred in the new Batman movie. Um, uh, Brian Cranston, Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton. I think Adrian Brody's been in a Wes Anderson movie he before. He has, yeah. yep. And I, the most recent acting I've seen of his has been very, very the good. The Pianist? Nope. Uh, most recent acting. Okay. I saw him in uh, Peaky Blinders a couple of years ago, and he was unbelievable okay. in that show. Um, so Adrian Brody, Tilda Swinton, which it, she's amazing. Um, Owen Wilson, of course. Bill Murray. Of course. Of course. And then Rupert Friend, which you've seen. He was in Hitman, uh, Agent 47. He's been in quite a few things. Yeah, he looks vaguely familiar. Just kind of a generic, probably British. He, I think he is, yeah. Um, but that whole list right there, Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson, Tom freaking Hanks, Brian Cranston, Adrian Brody. I mean, all of these people. This is a movie that I'm already, I would, if he said, like, you have to buy tickets today. Well, I guess I'm going to give you all my money. Like, how much is the ticket? hundred bucks? I'll give you a hundred bucks. I will watch this movie in a heartbeat. I don't care what it's about. I know I'm going to love it. And if I can watch Tom Hanks, I love Tom Hanks. I absolutely love him. If he could be my grandpa, I would let him be my grandpa tomorrow. Don't, it doesn't matter if you knew anything about my life. If you can just act like a grandpa to me, then I, I'll sign over my life. He's not really of grandpa age for you. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's probably of father age. How old is Tom Hanks, do you think? Uh, 65. Is that all? Don't think he's 70? No. I'm going to say 68. So, yeah, you're right. But I didn't want to replace my 65. father. 65. He's 65. Wow. Well, I didn't re- want to replace my dad, so I wanted to like throw him out as a grandpa. Okay. Like an extra grandpa. Um, a grandpa that's the same age as your dad. Yeah, that's possible. <laughs> In today's day and age, I could have an uncle younger than me. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway. And in <laughs> all days of age. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to see this. I want Tom Hanks to be a main character. I want him and Bill Murray to act side by side with Owen Wilson in the background saying, Wow. 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 With Scarlett Johansson smoking a cigarette and being a weird strange sister to Owen Wilson, you know? Long, skinny cigarette. Yeah. With one of those holders. 
you know what I'm, you know what we're, what I want to happen. Tilda Swinton's gonna be this like evil wretched heir to a hotel. You know, Sounds she's gonna be in some sort of par go- for the West Anderson course. Goopy makeup. I'm yeah. sure she'll be ugly and mean. Probably have an alcohol addiction. Somebody in this movie will be a have a terrible alcoholism problem, and then the other six will have a drug issue. Yeah, and then there will be a stuffed fox in the corner. <laughs> That we all have to stare at. Um, no, I love Wes Anderson. I'm game. I haven't really enjoyed or watched his last couple movies, but um, I should well, give the the camp one another try. Moonlight Kingdom. Moonlight Kingdom. Everybody, Moonrise. Moonrise, King. I'm sorry. Everybody seems to think that's one of his best movies. That's one of my favorites. So when you said... I also had somebody the other day that told me, um, not the other day, a while ago, that said that they thought the Darjeeling Limited was his best movie. So, huh? That's the one on a that. train. I don't. I don't think I saw that. I didn't. No, I didn't see it either. What about the Grand Budapest Hotel? Didn't see that. Oh, I like that one. No, I'm way behind on on, on these. Wow, who are you? I didn't see. I I didn't see Isle of Dogs either. I didn't see Isle of Dogs. That didn't like. Sp- Spark my fancy. The last one I really... I, I, I tried to watch Moonrise Kingdom. I just fell asleep. Um, I love Moonrise Kingdom a lot. I liked the Grand Budapest Hotel a lot. Um, Rafe Fiennes is one of the main characters in that. He's very good. Um, I didn't see Isle of Dogs, and I didn't see the Gilling thing. Gili. Darjeeling Limited actually came out before... Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox in 2007. It did? Mm-hmm. Yep. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I do do as well. I, I mean, I still like Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums, and Rushmore, and Blottable Rocket. All four of those are... Royal Tenenbaums is always in my top three. Yeah. Always. Um, all right. I got one more piece of news. Oh, Erica said Rushmore is her favorite. Rushmore's very good. I Adam can't argue Royal that. Tenenbaums is his, so... All these, I love Royal Tenenbaums. I mm. actually, well, no, I love Life Aquatic, but I might like Rushmore more. Adam, Royal Tenenbaums is where it's at. Um, so are you a fan? You know that I am, but I got some Disney Parks news. Oh my gosh, this is a bombshell. Bombshell news. This is nucleoid. If you're a Disneyite or a person that frequents the place, oh, I read um, about it. Then you're I very familiar it. with a thing called a Fast Pass. Yeah. Fast, fast pass. Fast pass. And I'm be fast um, with my pass. This is the basis of figure of, of actually being able to experience anything. Oh, they're stripping in, that in Disney with like a um, a reasonable amount. This is unbelievable. And the one thing about it is, which is kind of annoying and good at the same time, is you make those fast pass reservations months in advance. Yeah. So thirty days if you're not staying in a hotel. Which you should. In order to get a fast pass like that, it can't be today. Yeah, they're limited. That's what I mean. Like, you can't go to the park today and be like, I want a fast pass. I don't think that's fair. I mean, you can. It's just a lot of money. No, no, it doesn't cost anything. Fast passes were completely free. It was their fast pass system was 100% free. You made reservations ahead of time. You can make same-day reservations. You were allowed to make three reservations per day ahead of time. And then after you use those three... Then you can make as many more one at a time as you want. 
the thing about it is they're limited, right? Because you're getting a time so slot. Many, There's yeah. only so many people that you can. So the most popular rides you might not be able to get a fast pass for. Okay. Um, unless you know how to plan, and then you could pretty much do it the way you want. So they're done with that. There will be no more free fast pass system at Disney. Um, they now have what's called Genie Plus. The Genie. Genie Plus. Um, I'm going to call it the Genie. The Genie Plus service is what will get you access to the new Lightning Lanes, which were previously the Fast Pass Lanes. Um, Fast Pass Lanes, by the way, are basically you don't have to, you cut the line. Yeah, get in front of it. Um, Disney Genie Plus costs what I think to be a really reasonable fifteen dollars per ticket per day. Now, if you go to Universal and you want the Fast Pass thing, mm-hmm. it's like a hundred bucks a ticket a day. If you go to Six Flags, you're paying sixty bucks a day. Yeah, you are to get that. They're doing it for fifteen. Yeah, um, but you got to think about the quantity and size of the park compared to Six Flags. So this will allow you to make one. So you cannot make them in advance anymore. They can only be made day of when you after you scan into the park. I don't agree. With and that. you're allowed to make one selection at a time throughout the day. So you get in the park. One selection? You get in the park one selection at a time. So you make a selection, you go to that ride. You get off that ride, you make your next selection. So in theory, I could see for somebody that doesn't plan how it could be nicer to get there that day and not have to compete, right? Yeah. Um, With people that have made reservations 60 days ago. However, here's the downside it kind of puts a real damper on your ability to plan ahead. You can't plan ahead. You can't because you don't know what you're going to be able to get reservations for and when. I, I don't see how this is beneficial to the park at all. I don't see how it, this is beneficial. Well, FastPass was free, and this costs money, so... I know. Well... So... But at the end of the day, I don't think it's beneficial to the park because I think you're driving away more people from getting something like that than the free pass. I I feel like that drives more people to the park where you generate more income from people being at the park than it does someone saying like, well, I don't need that at all. Well, And I don't want to go there if I don't have the advantage of the fast pass, so... Like we're gonna go to Dollywood instead. It's it's one or the other, right? So um, if you didn't plan your trip, the fast passes were not that helpful because by the time you got there and started making reservations, most of the good ones are gonna be taken. Of course, but those people that are planning their trip, like you, don't want to plan their trip around paying extra money for something that you have to do on the spot I don't, at the park. I actually don't mind paying the fifteen bucks. If it if it's gonna be when you get in there, you can be like, okay, we're going to this ride, fast pass. No, go it's to not ride. gonna work but that it's way. It's not though. gonna work like that. They're gonna go, okay, we're we're walking into the park. We want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean first, and you won't okay, be able to do that. I want to get. Like, oh, I'm just gonna say, oh, come back between one and two o'clock. I'm like, but it's nine a.m. Right, and I can't make another selection. And they just until got I've used that selection, and they just got seventy five dollars from you. Yeah, right. For you to sit there and be like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And well, let's go to uh, whatever ride I hate. Yeah. Let's go to It's a Small World. Yeah. It's a Small World's open. Let's go there. Oh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, It's a Small World's still open. I guess we could go there. 
So uh, I, here's the thing. And a lot of people will give me shit about the amount of preparation and planning I would do. Like I will have an itinerary. I, use, I don't think that's a bad thing. I will tell you why it's the best thing. Because if you walk into a place like that, do you want to spend your half half the day figuring out figuring where out go. where to go no. or having an argument with your spouse about where to go or and that's what, what or would which happen. direction to go? That makes the day miserable. Well, when you walk in the park and you know exactly what you're doing that day, it, you just enjoy it. It frees you. It frees all the anxiety you. is gone. Yeah, like between you and your spouse, especially. Yes, the kids don't know any different, but between you and the spouse, your spouse, or significant other, other whoever you go with to the park that will free your mind and just be like, all right, we got it. Like we're going to go here, 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 here. And like, you just go and you do it. And you can even plan the walking route. So I'm going to go this and, one, this one, this one. So we're not doing excess walking. And you walking. have the fast pass that allows you to do these things that you've planned for. The great thing about a fast pass is what it would do is when you get there first thing in the morning. Yes. Talk about it past tense. Cause it doesn't exist. <laughs> You would be able to go to the bigger attractions first thing when there's less of a line, not using a fast pass, mm-hmm. and then save your fast passes for the afternoon when the park is crammed. Makes sense. And then go on those. But I don't know. Now, if you can get in and you can make your reserve, you know, I don't know how it works at Six Flags. I've never done it. If you can basically just make whatever reservation you want at any time, then it's fine. Yeah. If if it costs fifteen dollars and you have the ability to do that. I'm going to do that every time. $15, but little if man. everybody's paying the $15, which most people will, Yeah. then everybody, you can't have everybody at the same time say, okay, we want to go to Space Mountain. No. Because then the line for the lightning isn't going to work. No, it's not going to work. <laughs> I honestly feel, I don't want to say it's like a, a money grab thing. But I feel like it's a money grab thing. I think it's they looked at every other park. Disney was the only park giving away a free service of Fast Pass. And don't you feel like that's the draw? I mean, that's not the draw, but it's certainly nice. It was nice because it's when you, every family to, that I know sets the sets a plan up to get those Fast Passes to go to Disney. Yeah, because the, like we go to Universal, um, and you walk in that park and you go, "All right, what are we gonna do?" Oh, I gotta pay. $60 a ticket to do the express lanes? No. Yeah. Not doing that. That's crazy. No. And then 15, yes, you will say like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. But it doesn't guarantee you anything. It only guarantees you crappy rides. $15 per ticket per day. Right. All right. So most people go to Disney for four or four five, or five days. days. Yeah. So when you get a family of five, I, I don't like this. I'm not a big Disney guy. I'm looking at it from the outside of not going to Disney all the time. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous that a company this big needs to try to get more money from people to have them come to the park to spend more money. Yeah. It's dumb. I think the idea of a free fast pass was ideal to draw people to the park. And I don't think this is going to do what they want it to do. Yeah, I feel like one of the things I always liked about Disney was, yeah, the tickets are a little expensive, but if you're going for multiple days, the per day price of the tickets isn't that bad. It's like if, neg- negligible if, if to go- what you're doing. Yeah, if you're going for five days, you know, it's if you go for one day and you pay the $120, I get it. That's a lot of money. But if you're going 
for five days and there's plenty of entertainment for five to seven days, that daily ticket price gets down to what, 20 or 30, 40 bucks. Well, I know, but now all of that is negated with the fact that you have to spend more money to do the same thing. Well, that's what I was saying. That was one of the things I liked. So yes, you had that. But once you got in those parks, the fast passes were free. The photo pass, which is there's photo stuff everywhere, was only 60 bucks for your entire trip. Which isn't that bad. No. And I never felt like they gouged you too much on merchandise. Like if you go to the stores where they have toys and stuff, yeah. it costs about the same what they cost at Target. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. ridiculous. No. Whereas you go to Universal and they're gouging you for every little thing. So I always liked that. And now I feel like they're reversing course on that, which, you know, we'll see. Um, there's a comment. Hang on. Either A, you don't have a plan and you can't do anything, or B, you have an exact schedule and you have nothing resembling a vacation. That's not true. Disney sucks. It's absolutely false what you're saying. If you have the schedule, it, it, why would that negate it being a vacation? No, I don't, I don't think it does. It actually makes it better. It makes it more able to enjoy it. I, I see what he's saying. Is he's right like, about A. If you don't have a plan, you can't do anything. Right. I understand that. But I also, I do understand the saying, like, you know, it negates a vacation if you tried to plan that on the spot. Like, if you went to the vacation and tried to plan, uh, like, the fast passes and get everything in, you can't do if that. If you have to do it on the spot, that's not resembling a vacation. Right. But the good part about having you do the it plan was you do it in advance. So when you get so there, far in advance. it actually makes you more free to actually enjoy the moment because you're not having to yeah. make decisions on a second-by-second -second basis. You're just enjoying it. And, Scotty, just Heather would do that for you. You know, just have Heather do that. Like, that's what she would do. I mean... You plan it in advance, but now you can't... Even if you plan it in advance, it's going to cost you so much more money. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. I never thought when we started going to Disney the first time, I was very much against it. I'm like, I don't like theme parks. This is going to be my bag. I'm not saying even now that it's my favorite thing to do by any means, but if you... It does not suck. It is enjoyable. Yeah. And it's enjoyable, especially... Like being able to see it through the eyes of your children. Oh, yeah. Do I get adults vacationing there? No, I don't get it. No, I don't. Without children. Although I would take Animal Kingdom. Everybody can enjoy that. Um, Who doesn't love Walking around the world, Kingdom. drinking at Epcot. Everybody can enjoy that. Yep. And Hollywood Studios. Absolutely everybody can enjoy that. Magic Kingdom would be the one exception. You know, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily do it as a, just an adults only, but I could totally see people being into it. Yeah. If it's like the first couple times Scotty you went. Said, also, she did. It was awful. Maybe. <laughs> okay. You just oh, did, I'm sorry. Maybe you didn't do it right. A, you didn't do it right. Or B, you didn't go in January or February. He likes spontaneity, like being spontaneous. You can't do that at a park like that, though. Any time... Outside of January or February, I'm don't not go, going. Don't go. Don't go there. Because it's cool. It's generally, the weather's very enjoyable, and there's not that, you know, it's not super crowded. Right. So we got about 10 minutes left. Um, do you want to get into a little bit of what we're watching? Um, do you, you want to do that, or do you want to do the list? I think we saved the list. It okay. would take too long. All right. Um, I don't really have anything I've been watching. I finished uh, season t the last season of The Walking Dead. Oh, you did? Um, 
And I was delighted to find out that season 11 starts in like the 22nd. So like in a couple days. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is the best thing that can happen when you're catching up on a show. Yeah. And then the next season starts. I will say um, season nine, um, I really enjoyed. Season 10, um, Scotty said, I will concede that 100 degrees every day we were there didn't help. Late September, I warned everybody of that. That is a ridiculous thing to do. I would never do it. I would never tell anybody to do it. Do not go to Disney in the summer. That is the stupidest thing in the history of mankind. Sounds awful. Take your kids out of school and go in the winter. You're insane if you don't. I would never, never go to Disney in the summer. Sounds it's not bad. only the most crowded time of the year. It's also oppressively hot. <laughs> yeah, it's like ridiculous. There is yeah. no reason to do that. You're, Nobody should put themselves through that. I'm more worried about heat exhaustion with my children than anything else. Listen, at that point, it is walking all day outside right. in the sun. If you think that's a good idea to do in the summer, I don't think we can be friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> we already talked about how we like the winter better. Anyways, um, season 10. Season 10 is so strange for this show. I don't know if they really? got a new writing team or new directors or new something. Well, they had to have, right? It is so completely different than any previous season of Walking Dead. And I'm not saying in a good way, and I'm not necessarily saying in a bad way. There's a lot of flashback episodes, which is odd for The Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of like introspective character study. A lot. For what reason? A lot of like dealing with people's 10? emotions. Not like a lot of overarching enemy or... It's like everybody wrestling with their own, the fallout of what happens in season nine, wrestling with that, but wrestling with their own demons. This is where I check out. This is where I turn it off. And if I wasn't so engaged through season nine, I wouldn't have, it was not necessarily enjoyable, but it wasn't necessarily unenjoyable. The last episode, you know, you come to Walking Dead for cliffhanger endings yes. and big explosive endings that are like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. The ending of season 10 is horrible. It, it make, Nothing happens. <sighs> it is a literal flashback episode of Negan's life basically before and in the beginning of the the whatever, the fall of... So what does that give anyone? It doesn't advance any story. It gives you unnecessary backstory about Negan that nobody cares about. Nobody cared about, yeah. Unless they're setting up something for season 11. It makes no sense. Boy, I hope so. Um, the only hope you have at this point is that it sets something up for the next season. I don't know where they can go with the show. I mean, this is the last season, and they got to do something big. And I feel like they've spent, they've spent the capital. Well, you've solidified the fact as to why I didn't need to watch the rest of this show. I don't know where you dropped off, but I would highly recommend um, season nine was really good. And, and season nine storyline continues through the first half of season 10. So you've got so it's like, really only the second half of season 10, but you got to remember these are 22 episode seasons. I know. So you've got like season one through five that are okay, like good, like enjoyable. Yeah. And then season nine, and that's it. Six, seven, eight, and ten. Not here's the thing. Worth um, it. Six. I think they're all pretty enjoyable to binge. 
The problem is I watched most of those so seasons much, week to week. So much binging. Yeah, but it's a better show to binge than watch week to week for sure. Okay. So anyway, we'll see. Okay. Um, I watched a, or no, real quick, I'm going to fix something from last week. Okay. So last week we talked about Dave in our uh, What We're Watching segment, and we thought the season ended. Yeah. We thought it was over at like episode eight. Turns out they have two more episodes after that. There's 10 episodes. I, I, I don't think there's any more after 10. I don't know. I keep getting surprised, but there are two more episodes. Does it fix what happened the eight episodes prior? No. Are they enjoyable? Yeah. I liked the last two episodes. I didn't think they were that bad. Um, but I just wanted to say we were wrong in saying season finale was eight episodes. It wasn't. There was two more. There's more to watch. At the end of the day, still not a very enjoyable season. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. I, I watched a new show uh, a couple nights ago. I was watching a White Sox game, and uh, one of the commercials was about a show called C, like S-E-E, C. And oh. it had Jason Momoa in it. Yeah, that's, and I watched the first two episodes of that. Dave Batista was going to be in the second season, and they were showing what the second season was going to be. It's on Apple Plus. Um, yeah, it's on Apple Plus, and the second season was coming out. So I went back and looked. I was like, man, what is this show? I saw the trailer to season two. And I was like, man, this looks really great. I bring it up. I was like, Amy, you want to watch this? She's like, yeah, let's start it. She loves Jason Momoa and that type, that era, like that everything that that show was bringing. It yeah. looked really good. So I, I bring it up. I knew nothing about it. Turns out everyone is blind. Yes. Every character, everything is blind because of something that has happened before. It's like a virus or something. Yeah, some virus happens, and everyone that is born after that point is blind. They can't see anymore. And it started the show off. They right away tell you that everyone's blind. A huge battle right off the bat in the first episode. And I thought, man, this could be cool. Well, it continued on and continued on. And I was like, oh, wait, they're really not going to be able to see. Yeah. For the rest of this episode. And there are some really weird things that happened in the first episode, especially that I was just not prepared for. I'm not even going to, I'll tell you about it after, but there are just some weird things that happened during the first episode that I was like, what the hell is this show? Didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I think Jason Momoa is fine, but it's the same character Jason Momoa plays in everything he's ever done. Yeah. And upon retrospect now, I think I only watched the first episode so I can give you my reactions to that. Okay, please do. This show was so aggressively bad that after one episode, I about threw my TV off a cliff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That (laughs) sums it up. I thought it was going to be something more than what it was. I thought the fight scenes were going to, were good. But they do it in a way that of blind people, right? And and that's fine. It just doesn't make for good action. Right. It doesn't make or for good sense. story. And yes, none of it makes sense on how any of this is happening. I I didn't like it. If you find this show, do not watch it. <laughs> Run away from do it. Do not see. Do not see see. Yeah. Because it is very bad. How it ever got a second season i do not know 
The first season it came looks out fairly expensive as well. It does. Yeah. The first season I thought was very well produced. Looks good. Uh, the second season is coming out this year, but the first season came out in 2019. So they skipped a whole year in between. I don't know why it was picked up again or why it was. Scotty produced. said blind Aquaman. I also only made it through one episode. <laughs> very bad. I'm glad you saw it because this is, so terrible. Don't watch it. If you are, are watching that, it's because you have Apple Plus and there's two shows you should be watching. One of them being Ted Lasso, one of the best shows ever made. Yeah. The second being Mythic Quest, also a phenomenal show, also on my list. I'm, I'm not much to talk about. I finished the season, the last season that's out. It continues to be a great show. Yes. I started uh, picking up on uh, Mythic Quest as well, the second season. It's very good. Yeah. I have nothing to complain about that show. It's so enjoyable. It's very funny. I Rob McElhenney is amazing. Yeah, and like the, the guy who played um uh the guy in community who played uh, Abed. Oh, uh yeah. I don't know his real name. No, I don't either, but he's great. Danny Pooty, I think yes, is his name. You're right. He's incredible. He's a very good actor. Yes, he is. <laughs> um he should be in more stuff. I wish he was, but he's not. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, and uh I started watching Schmigadoon. Oh, yeah. Like you, like you told me about, I've made it through half of the first season, I think. I've seen, seen three episodes, I think. I, I enjoyed it. Oh, I've watched way more. I think I've watched at least six or seven episodes. And it doesn't change much. Okay. Well, you know, like unfortunate so, to a little bit. The story does change. Okay. Like, there are advancements to the story as it goes on. But the whole style of the show and what is happening doesn't necessarily change. I think it was enjoyable up front. I think it still is a relatively enjoyable show. I just don't think the payoff is going to be worth seeing. I think part of the problem is Cecily Strong is not a good actress. She's not. She's not. She's bland. Yeah. I'm not saying she's not funny, but she's not a good actress. To be honest, I... I think it's kind of the way they wanted the character to be. Maybe. But either way, it's not necessarily enjoyable. No. At all. And that the supporting characters are, are the best part of the show. I like the premise of it, and I love a good musical. I like the way they break out in song. I like the way that they are in the middle of song and don't understand why this is happening. I also think it's such an... It's a... It's a not just interesting, but... It's a new idea. It's a, a premise that you haven't seen, but you've thought of. Every one of us has, has thought of the fact of seeing see, musicals. See a musical and be like, this is so Why ridiculous. is everyone involved in the musical? <laughs> like all of the people walking in the street and a musical breaks out and nobody has a question about that? Right. This brings up the question of like, wait a minute. what? We're just trying to have breakfast. Why are you singing me a song right now? I, I love that idea, and it's really funny to see. It just doesn't get better than that. Yeah, I, I, I wondered after three episodes, um, there was enough that I will continue, and I did enjoy it, and I do want to watch the rest of the season. You should. So I, there's that. But I almost wonder if it's like it's almost a, better as a, a sketch or like a, it a is. movie almost. It'd it, be it, better as a movie maybe. It seems like a really good sketch. Yeah. All the way through. A really long... Starring two famous sketch actors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's what it is. Um, but you do get some sort of an investment in the two characters 
to see what the outcome is of their relationship. Uh, but it's nothing that I would say, you know, you need to go seek out. Okay. We're over our time. Do you got more or are we ending it? Uh, the whole, did you watch the Ted Lasso episode of the Christmas? Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. So Ted Lasso episode three, I believe it was three. Yes. Um, came out last Friday and it was, or it'd be two Fridays ago if you're listening to the audio podcast. And it was a, a Christmas special, like a Christmas episode. So odd it, that that is coming out this time of year. Caught me so off guard. So off guard because it advances no story. And it really just is a, a standalone it, Christmas special. Yes, it is. In saying that, I thought it was a great episode. Wonderful. <laughs> It's an absolute wonderful single solo episode. It is one of the best Christmas things I've seen. Yes. And I think I'll go back to it as a Christmas thing. The whole idea of Higgins having people over to his house that doesn't have a family and he like brings them like players that don't have families around. He brings them in and has Christmas. And it's like a, a very like undertone thing that he brings up and he's just like, oh, they're asking people what they do on Christmas. He's like, oh, I just, you know, I bring the, the players that don't have families, I bring them to my house and we have Christmas. Like, oh, okay. And then they show what happens and they show all the players that come to his house. I thought that was wonderful. I think Ted's part is absolutely wonderful. Great. I just, yeah. it's an incredible, I don't know how this show does it. I don't, know, I don't know what they do. I don't know how they make me love them more. I think every it's episode. the best episode of the season so far. And, and nothing happens. And that is absolutely opposite of what we would normally say to a show because it didn't advance the story. It didn't advance anything in the show besides pause a moment in their lives around a holiday. And that's what we got to witness. And also with like no real plot. No, there's nothing to it. it it's just like, every, yeah, the you plot just said it right. Is, pause, let's take a break and let's have a little joyous fun. That's what they do. It pauses everything that you know about of the show to that point. And you think you're going to get a, another episode of advancement in the life of this football team, right? Like whatever's going to happen the next week in their lives. They're talking about they've got 11 draws in a row. They can't win a game. They're just tying everyone. That's what you see in the, in the episode before. And then this episode comes up, talks nothing about their season. And they're like, hey, let's have Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> In August. Yeah. It's, it's weird, it's, but it's great. And uh, again, I can't push it enough. If you're not watching the show, you need to immediately watch if the show. You don't, if you don't end these shows like smiling, like even if you're not physically smiling, like if you're not like heart or your body isn't smiling after this and feeling joyful after one of these episodes, you're dead inside. <laughs> You know, That's right. you're a dead witch. You're like Scotty Lee walking around in Disney. You're a, just, just a stupid dead witch. You're just dead. <laughs> you're dead inside. Can't, and ex can't experience the joy. No, you have no joy in your soul. Um, <laughs> I'm just and, kidding, Scotty. I'm not. You're, <laughs> I, you're absolutely, your eyes are dead. Straight dead. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, we've reached our time. I did finish uh, Batman The Long Halloween Part 2, so we can talk about oh, that good. next week. Um, Proud of you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, two, it's like two different movies. It is. Two very different much tones, so. just very different. 
Um, not bad, not good. We'll get into that next week. Yes, sir. Um, but I don't know. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right. Check us out on uh, patreon.com slash snarf comics to support the show. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for occasional occasional posts. Uh, for Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. See ya.